Welcome to the Avail Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to help you take your leadership to the next level. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're connecting with Scott Wilson, who is the global pastor of Oaks Church in Red Oak, Texas. Scott's burning passion is that each generation would grow bigger, better, and stronger because of the investment and intentionality of the previous generation. Lean in, because this is going to be a power-packed conversation. Let's get started. Here is the honored guest of the hour. It's Pastor Scott Wilson. Pastor Scott, how you doing, my friend? Man, I'm doing great, Virgil. Golly, I'm so glad to be with you. This is so, I'm so pumped. It's exciting. It is exciting. I forgot to put on my pump music. I'm going to get some pump music going in a little bit. But We need meantime, some of that. Uh, 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 something like that, you know? Exactly, exactly. So, Pastor Scott, I think I think it's a, before we jump into just the heart of your new book. By the yeah. way, I love it. I already got into it. Can you maybe just share a little yeah. bit about yourself? So, so those who maybe are getting sure. to know you or hearing about you know a little bit about you. Yeah. So I uh, grew up. My dad and mom were my pastors my whole life. So I grew up in a P, you know PK in a pastor's home. And the whole way I got into ministry is uh, my dad, I was on a missions trip and in one of those stateside missions, we were in Arkansas and uh, we were there in hot springs. And that night, God just kind of said, Hey, are you all in with me? Like for real? And I said, God, I'm in. He said, no, I'm serious. <laughs> you know, I felt in my heart, like a line in the sand. I said, God, I give everything. I'll marry who you want me to marry. I'll go to school where you want me to go to school. You know, like that. I'm just out of high school, but I'm saying I'm all in. Didn't know that when I got back, home, uh, my youth pastor had resigned and my dad being the pastor asked me, Hey, you just graduated high school. Can you hold the youth group together until we get somebody? And I said, well, I'll try my best. I don't know what I'm doing, but you know what? God, <laughs> he just came through in a miraculous way. We tripled in size in the next six months and they were only paying me a hundred dollars a week. So they said, that's a pretty good deal. So let's do that. And uh, 32 years later, here I am and uh, been the pastor at the Oaks for 20 of those years and youth pastor those other years with my dad. And uh, now this last year, I transitioned, man, to one of the guys who was on our staff 13 years ago. He was on with us three years, Chris Raley. Then we planted him in a church. Then he became the head of church planning for all the Assembly of God Fellowship nationwide. Wow. Then he came back home, became the pastor, and I became the global pastor, which basically is kind of like being a spiritual apostolic father, but that's kind of weird to say, so we just went global pastor. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, you know, it's crazy how sometimes... When you least expect it, the way you least expect it, God pushes yeah. us right into the, to what he wants us to do. I, I know. it's, And you know what's funny about it is this whole fathering deal has been in my heart to help pastors and to help people. You know, there's 21 million people across America growing up without a dad in their home. So mm -hmm. we already know the biological issue there of not having a dad in the home and the impact of that all across our nation. I think almost everything we see as an ill in society stems back to not, man, you don't have a dad. You know, but I think that's true in the spirit realm too and in our churches. And so that was in my heart. But you know what, Virgil, this is what God did. I, I thought I would do this move like when I was 60. I'd already felt in my heart this would happen, but I thought it'd be 60. I'm 51. So two years ago, God started putting this in my heart. And I and he told me Chris was gonna be the guy who followed me. And I go, Well, that don't make sense. He's 41 years old. He, he should be doing that now, not 10 years from now. He's gonna 51 starting the church. That ain't gonna work. And God says, That's right. What do fathers do? They don't just make decisions based on when they're ready. They make decisions based on when their sons are ready. And that's when it. God spoke to me and said, he's ready, you're ready. Let's move into this next season. So it's pretty cool. 
I love that, Pastor Scott. Hey, can we get, I'm going to get some pump music. Are you ready to talk about the book? Let's see this. Yeah, let's hear it. See? All right, we're ready. Hey, everybody, we're live. We're on a live call with Pastor Scott Wilson. Here's the book. The book is Impact, Releasing the Power of Influence, Uh, an amazing book. Can you talk to us, Pastor Scott, about the heart behind this book? You know, how did this come about? Who do you want to reach? Yeah. Tell us. Well, you know, I think growing up in a preacher's uh, home, I watched my dad pray and, and pray hard and pray a lot and seek God and many times hear him say, man, I know what God's telling us to do, only to go to church and sometimes not be able to rally the people together to do. And it wasn't a matter many times I think of it being that he didn't hear from God. It's that somehow he didn't know how to influence everybody to come together. I just kept seeing, man, before somebody buys into your vision, they got to buy into you. And sometimes he had the right thing that God was telling him to do, but people just weren't sure that they that, that they could trust what was going on. Not even trust, not like he's untrustworthy, just like, God, I don't know if, if I, if, you know, and it was an influence deal. And it reminded me of Moses in the Old Testament. Remember how they got to the promised land? Think about that name. That land is promised. Mm -hmm. God says, I promise you, I'm taking you out of Egypt to get it. But then he sent in the spies. They came back, had a board meeting, voted it down and and spread it through the church. You know, now we ain't going in. They'll kill us. You know, and they voted it down. They wandered in the desert for 40 years. How many times in our churches has God given us a promise and a vision? But for whatever reason, we don't know how to lead people to influence them to come into unity with what God's calling us to do. So I started studying, how do you lead? How do you influence? How do you serve? Jesus said, the greatest in the kingdom, those who are the greatest are going to be the servant of all. And I found that that's really the key, is that if we can connect with people's hearts, if we can build respect and build relationship, then we'll have influence and be able to lead them in. Now, sometimes, Virgil, when I say that, people go, oh, I get it. You're going to teach us skills on how to manipulate people. No, no, no. Manipulation isn't a tool. It's a heart. So if you have a heart to manipulate, any tool you find will be manipulative. Wow. But if you have a heart to help people move in the direction God's calling us to do, like Paul, was he manipulative in saying, follow me as I follow Christ? That's not manipulative. He said, Mm -hmm. you want to know how to follow Christ? Watch me and come with me because that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm talking about. And if we can learn how to do that. Now, here's the problem, Virgil. My wife is really gifted at this stuff. I'm not. (laughs) And what's funny is people always look at me and say, I can't do what you do. You're just, this is your thing. This is what you do. You know, you, infl-. I said, no, I don't. I have a heart to do it, but I don't have the ability to do it naturally. So I've had to build systems and I've had to build ways to serve my heart to do it. That's what's so genius about the book is that whether you feel you're an extrovert or an introvert, whether you feel like you're outgoing or kind of isolated in the corner, like, man, I'm kind of a, a flower on the wall or, or like a wallflower, no matter who you are, the principles in this book will help you to have impact in people's lives and expand and release the influence God wants you to have with your neighbors, with your friends, and your family, with your teenagers. Come on. Come on. And even with your boss at work, even in the church, wherever you're at, that's, that's the whole concept. Man, I think this is so important because, you know, no matter where our influence may be, it's important that we are on top of that, that we're that we're aware of that, that we're growing that, especially yeah. especially as, as believers, right? Like we we want to make sure that that we're leaving a mark in this world. And and you know, I love impact. I love the word impact because it, you know that's what we want to cause. We want to we want to cause 
we're making a difference in people's lives in a positive way. Exactly. I love I love the heart of the book, right? And releasing the power of influence. Let's talk a little bit about about influence specifically. How yeah. would you define influence from a leader's perspective? What is influence? Isn't that funny that, uh, at least for me, I've grown up my whole life, well, I'd say since I was 19, I was introduced to a guy by the name of John Maxwell, and he's made it famous, leadership is influence, nothing more and nothing less, you know, like this, <laughs> and, and that's a fact, he'll say, but what is influence then? And so I started thinking about that and, and studying it, and I really define influence as two words, respect and relationship. Come on. It's when people respect you and when they like you. And I think of that, Virgil, as two wings on a plane. Let me ask you, if you're in an airplane, I was in a plane today leaving Oklahoma City to come to Dallas, and if I was up at 30,000 feet and somebody asked me which wing would I want to lose, I'd say uh, neither, <laughs> because either one means I'm going to crash. Listen, you can't just say, well, I'm a leader that has respect. Relationship's not important. Or you can't say relationship is where I'm at, okay? So I don't need to be the best leader or, or really smart or whatever. I just have relationship. Listen, if you have respect but not relationship, it'll be like, yes, sir, a general, until guess what? They find a leader they like and likes them. Mm -hmm. If they have a relationship with you but they don't respect you, they'll say, hey, man, we'll be friends, Virgil, but I want you to be my leader. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not you, Virgil. I'm just using that as an example. I know, what you, you know? I know what you're saying, too. Yeah, I know. Respect and relationship. Now, how, how is that? Respect comes down to these two words I talk about in the book, and I call this, I like this, the mechanic principle. If I ask Virgil, hey, you got a good mechanic, what am I asking? I'm asking, do you know somebody who really knows how to fix my car and isn't going to just act like they, they really know what they're doing? And number two, are they going to cheat me and, or, and try to fix something that don't need to be fixed? In other words, they have character and they have competency. That's good. Everybody in our church, everybody around us is looking to us and they're asking that subconsciously or in their mind. They may not say it out loud, but can I trust this leader? Do they really know what they're doing? Mm. And can I trust that they really have my best interests at heart? That's respect. Relationship is about time and trust. The reason why I say time and trust because can't have a relationship without spending time with somebody, but haven't you ever spent time with somebody you didn't trust them more, you trust them less? Like, <laughs> dude, now I got to know that guy, man. I do not like him, you know? But both of those, and here's the good news and bad news. The good news is, whatever relationship you're in, you're not stuck. Let's say you say, man, I just got leaders in my church. Like for me as a pastor, I've got key leaders in my church and it just feels like, you know, they look down on me. When I was younger, I felt that way. Like I'm younger, I'm new. They're looking at me just as a kid. I'm going, God, they just don't respect me as a leader. Here's the good news on it. Respect can be earned. Yes. It's not static. It isn't where it is. You can grow in respect. Guess what? Relationship isn't static. Like, man, I just, the guy doesn't like me. Guess what? There are people who didn't like me that much that now that they've spent time and they trust me more, they like me more. And there's a relationship of love because of the deposits made in them and that relationship has grown. So the good news is you're not stuck wherever you're at with the key leaders in your life. You can grow in your influence with them because you can earn more respect and you can grow in relationship. But the bad news is this, it doesn't just automatically happen. Just because you've been there five years doesn't mean you're going to grow in relationship or you're going to grow in respect. That takes intentionality. And so that's why in the book I even give, here are five ways to grow in respect, practical ways. Here are five ways for you to practically what I've learned to grow in relationships. And so that's, that's what I want to help people to have practical ways uh, to do it.
I love it. I'm looking through some of the titles of the chapters, and they are extremely practical. And even just reading the, the titles, like I'm like, man, I want to read yeah. that. I want to read that. Hey, I want to give a little bit of love to the people in the chat. Is that okay, Pastor Scott? Come on, do it. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Do it. Here we go. A little bit of a little bit of music. I want to give some love to Samuel from Nigeria. Uh, Terry from DeSoto, Texas. Stephen from Richmond. We got Larry from Ontario, Canada. We got Kathleen from Cedar Falls, Iowa. Tamaki from Missouri. We have somebody from Malaysia. We have Michelle from Oahu, Hawaii. Pastor Scott, people are excited. People are pumped. Uh, again, we're here on an Avail live call. We love to bring great Christian leadership resources. Pastor Scott's new book, Impact, Releasing the Power of Influence. That's what we're talking about right now. Let's talk a little bit about men and women. We have men and women on the chat right now, as always. Pastor Scott, what are some applicable ways men and women can maximize their influence, whether it's church, whether it's, you know, marketplace, you know, family. Talk to me about that. Well, you know, one of the ways is to really listen to people. So in connecting to people, you know what I used to think is if I want to grow in relationship and respect, then what I want to do is talk a lot so I can show them how smart I am. <laughs> you know, that seems to make, it's counterintuitive to say that sometimes the greatest way that people think you're smart is that you're not talking a lot, you're asking questions. And, and I found this, what happened is I met a lady one time that had the biggest youth group in America, Jeannie Mayo is her name. She was an amazing woman, a model, and a mentor to me. And uh, I, I, I went to go meet her, and I was so excited. I was only like 20 years old. I had a youth group about 200, and hers was about 1,000. And you know what I thought? I don't want her to think of me as a little kid who doesn't know what I'm doing, so I'm going to tell her all the cool things we're doing in the youth group. So I had three pages of things I wanted to say, guess what we did on this outreach? Let me tell you this idea we had, this, this, this. An hour went by and she just kept going, well, that's wonderful. Oh, that's so great. Oh, my word. And then I walked away and I said, what did I just do? This lady's not impressed with, I'm, I'm a, a fourth or you know, a fifth or size. What, she's not, I go, I'm never going to do that again. You know what? I'm going to ask questions. And so as I started meeting with people, people I wanted to have influence with, instead of trying to start by telling them all the things that I wanted to tell them, I started with questions. Hey, tell me about your family. Tell me about what you love to do. So me, and you know what I started doing? Here's the deal. It's not just listening, it's remembering. So what I started doing is I, my wife already gets this. Every time we go to any party or anything going on, you know what she does? Okay, babe, what's their wife's name? Okay, what's her kids' <laughs> names? Okay, what do they like to do? How old are they? I mean, she's quizzing me because she's got it off the top of her head. Yeah. I can't do that. So you know what I do? I have my phone and here's what I do. A little secret sometimes is I'll go, oh my gosh, I want to write that down so I can pray for you. And I'm writing it in there where their, their, their name is in my phone. Mm -hmm. And I go to their contact and I put it in there. I put their wife's name. I put their kid's name. And sometimes I'll go, hey, man, you know, I got to the bathroom and I'll go to the bathroom and write it down. And what <laughs> I'll do is I'll find something we talked about that may have been funny or may have been important or something they said that was an, a, a key story. And I'll write it in there. Why? Because here's what happened, Virgil. People will call me. OK, and they'll call me. Somebody, and if their names in my phone. I should know who that is, right? <laughs> but there's sometimes they'll call and go, God, who is that? Who is that? Who is that? And, and in my heart, I want to bless them. In my heart, I want to encourage them. And I want to, have you ever been on the phone and go, what is their wife's name? Oh, if I could just say, I know there was something good, you know, and I can't get it. But when it comes up, guess what's on the phone when it rings? Their wife's name, their kid's name, the thing that happened the last time we were together. And it's right there. And I just look at it and I go, okay, okay, okay. It reassures me. I click it, I say hi, and I say, hey, how's Janet? Hey, last time we were together, she was about to go on that trip. How did that go? Hey, how's Bobby doing with his baseball? 
And you know what happens every time they go, how do you remember all this stuff? You know what they're saying? I didn't know you thought I was that important. Mm -hmm. I didn't know you valued me that much that you would know that. I mean, so that's like an, that's a, something you can just do. You got, I have to create a system. Another thing is, you know, a lot of times we'll hang out. You want me to tell another one that you get or, or, or no, is, love, by, by the way, let me just mention this. Uh, yeah. uh, Dylan Wilson says genius. I'm using that for sure. Uh, Prophetess Carla says that's good. Bruno says very smart. <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm taking notes as well. Keep going. Next story. Okay. Well, check this. This is another one. It's very easy to do, but sometimes people miss it. It's because they're loving sometimes with strings attached in the mindset of, I'm only going to connect with people that are like, that's, I need a man, I need to get with Virgil, because, dude, he's like the avail guy, and he is so sharp. And if I could get on the show, man, I'm going to talk to you. But you know what? Sometimes what we miss is to value what people value. And right. you know what people value the most? Their family. Yeah, I remember one time going out and interviewing a, a guy was interviewing to come on staff with us and my kids and my wife were with me and I'm interviewing this guy. And uh, the whole time we're talking and all this, when we go out after we eat and we go to the car, my sons who are now teenagers at that time, they were saying, hey, dad, you're going to hire him. What do you think? Is he going to be our next executive and all this? And my wife looked at them and said, there ain't no way your dad is hiring that guy. And they said, oh, yeah, like, you know, mom, like, how do you know anything like that? And, they, and she said, ask him, ask him. And they said, OK, dad, is mom right? Are you going to hire? You're not going to hire him? And I said, well, let's hear what mom says. And she goes, I'll tell you right now, he ain't hiring. You know why? He said nothing to me. He never wow. spoke to me. He never spoke to any of you. He paid no attention or value to y'all. And at his age and in this position, if he hasn't learned that by now, then he doesn't know how to value people. Woo. And he doesn't know what my husband values the most. And, and, and my son said, well, uh, hey, don't you think he could learn that? Couldn't you teach him that? And, I, and she said, He's too old. If he ain't got it by now, he ain't ready for the executive. You know, like this, like he's got to have that. That's a core, that's not just a skill. That was a, a revealing of his heart. And so what's very important, this last week I was with a pastor and it was funny because this has just become natural to me, but he talked about it. I was at a conference just yesterday in Oklahoma City. Every single time I walked in a room and he was in there, he would stop and tell everybody in the room what happened when we went to lunch after I was at his church. Because when we go to lunch, I make sure their kids come with me. And Emma and Ethan are there. And you know what? I focused in on Emma and Ethan for the hour of the lunch. And mom and dad just sat there and listened as I talked to them. Tell me about what's going on in your life. Tell me about what's God's saying to you. Tell me about your future. God began to speak things in my heart to them. And, and we began, to, I prayed over them. And, and, and I didn't even know it because I wasn't looking at dad. But dad was crying, he said, the whole time. And he kept telling everybody this. You know what I did? I didn't need to talk to him to value him. That's right. I just needed to know what he valued the most and to value that. Huge. That's, that's how you build influence. These are just ways to do it. I love it. I love it. You I know, know what everybody, you want to do. I know, I know everybody connected on the chat is getting, is just receiving this. You know, you know, Pastor Scott, I mean, it's so many years of experience that you've had, but not only just experiences, but but intentional growing and, and leadership. I want to mention right now to everybody, anybody who might have jumped on in the last couple minutes, we're talking about Pastor Scott Wilson's new book, Impact, Releasing the Power of Influence. In Spanish, it's Impacto, Influencia. Impacto. 
Yeah, there was a brother, I think Bruno from Fuego Church saying what's up to you. So, um, you know, this is great. So so here's what I want to mention, Pastor Scott, specifically, uh, you know, on on the influence. There's a subject that kind of comes up as I was looking in the book um, regarding love and leadership. And before you go there, if you have a question that you want us to ask Pastor Scott, use the Q&A tab. I'm going to keep an eye on that. And if we can get to your questions, take advantage. Any questions on impact, on influence, on leadership? This is the opportunity to hear directly from Pastor Scott. So Pastor Scott, love and leadership. Do these go together? Why or why not? Well, if it's godly leadership, I mean, obviously leadership just means influence. Can you influence people for bad? Yes. Can you influence people for good? Yeah. I mean, Hitler was a leader. I don't think he was a very godly leader. He wasn't a good leader, right? He was a manipulative and and a a leader full of hate. But if we're talking about having impact, that's kingdom of God impact. If we're talking about impacting people for good, then love has got to be at the top of everything. It's the core of everything going on. Now, let me, I just got to be, I'm going to be just vulnerable and honest with you. This is not something I was good at early on in my life. I was a visionary leader. I had a heart for, I wanted to do things for God for sure. But here's how it went. It went like this for the one. I want to be great. (laughs) So it was really the emphasis is I want to be great. Yeah. And for God. And, And so my thought was this, as I was a youth pastor, I always got mad at the youth. You know why? They weren't doing enough. If they would have witnessed more, if they would have brought more kids, we could have had a bigger youth group. I could have been known more. I could have been on more stages, preaching at places. I could have been more uh, known, all this. And so I would be upset at them all the time. And my preaching reflected how angry I was and frustrated because they were machinery to accomplish my vision. And they were slowing me down from accomplishing what I needed to do to be great for God. Until one day, God got a hold of my heart. You know what he did? He took me to Ezekiel 34, where he rebuked the shepherds, and he told the shepherds of Israel, you have eaten the curds, you have taken the lamb's wool, but you don't take care of them. When they're stray, you don't go get them. When they have uh, uh, wounds, you don't care for them. And and so I'm going to remove you as a shepherd. And the Lord said, I'm removing you. They're my sheep, not your sheep. You're abusing them. And I'm not going to do that anymore. I just wept. I didn't even see it. I didn't know it. I was blind to it. And Mm -hmm. and God said, you got to love them. And it was in that whole time period that when he was speaking that to me, at that same time, this is what happened. I had heard a leader tell me, he said, you got to begin with the end in mind, man. You want to have influence with people? Then, Then I want you to think about what do you want people to think about you? And then when you think what you want them to think about you, then be that. Okay, I thought, well, that's genius. I'm going to write it down. So I got a piece of paper out and I started, somebody might want to do this. Just think right now, what would you want people to say about you? Okay, just write it down on the paper right there where you're at. What do you want? If you had people say things about you, what would you want them to say? Here's what I wrote. Dynamic. Powerful. Leader. Great speaker. Strategic. I went down like eight different things. Now, I'm not saying that necessarily that's what people said about me i'm saying that's what i was writing down that i wanted them Mm -hmm. to say about me but guess what happened when i got down to the eight thing that was like that i heard the spirit of god say to me this son where's love love didn't even make your top eight wow and man i was so convicted because if you go to first corinthians 13 
the love chapter, it goes like this. Hey, you can have the spiritual gifts going, but if you don't have love, it's irritating to God. You can prophetically speak. That means preach with great power. You can teach and have all wisdom. You can give your money. You can even give your body and be a martyr. But if you have not love, it means nothing. And so right then, I was so convicted. I marked it out and I wrote love. And you know what I actually did? <laughs> God told me on our retreat, we had a retreat that weekend with our youth. This is in my mid-20s. Hmm. And I, the Lord put in my heart that I needed to, to confess to them. So I got up and told them all of this. Wow. And I told them, I have not been a good leader. I've been a selfish leader. God told me that I've been trying to use you to accomplish a vision. And he told me, you are the vision. You, you are the vision. I ask you to forgive me. And I want you to come forward if you'll give me a chance. And I want to wash your feet and pray over you. Those junior hires and high schoolers waited in line for two hours, Virgil. And you know what? Some of those junior hires, I'd be down, I'd be crying. Oh, oh, little John, you know, John's there. He's seventh grade. I go, man, John, I'm so sorry. I love you, man. I'm praying for him. God's breaking my heart for them. You know, he's doing this work. And that little guy would pat me on the head. And I just remember him going, he'd say, it's okay, Pastor Scott. You're not that bad. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> but you know what? That changed me. And it reminded me that really it's all about love. What's the greatest Jesus? God is love. The number one value of heaven is love. The number one attribute of Jesus is love. The greatest leader of all time, love. And so this love compels us to say, I don't want to just do things that get you to on my team to do what I want. No, I want to find out what you want and how can I help you? That's how you grow in influence. That's so good. And I think it's so true. I think uh, especially those of us who are kind of driven and wired for leadership would, would probably not put love on that list as we're just naming those first things. We want it sounds weak, doesn't it? Yeah. It sounds it, weak. It doesn't. It does, it, and Jesus was the perfect example of how important this is. Uh, it's so important. I think it's the most important. I think it's the most valuable, powerful, not weak, powerful thing that we could ever do a leader is to genuinely look at people and say, I, you can't add value to people that if you don't value people, yeah. you can't yeah. influence people unless they sense in their heart that you're not faking it just because you want something, but that you genuinely care about their life. Then they go, man, that's somebody I can trust. That's somebody I can follow. That's somebody I want to listen to. So good. Hey, everybody, we're on an Avail live call with the one and only Pastor Scott Wilson. We're talking about his book, Impact, Impacto, <laughs> Impact, Releasing the Power of Influence. I'm so excited. This talk is getting me excited. I want to share this. Well, you're making me people. excited that we get it in Spanish, man. You need to put it in Spanish for us. Impacto. Influencia. Okay, so there's there's a couple Jeez. questions in the chat. By the way, if you're enjoying okay. this in the chat, if you're if you're enjoying this, I want you to type in the chat off the hook. Is that still, people still say that? I don't know, off the hook, you know? I'm excited, put whatever you want in the chat. Let us know you're having a good time. Here's a question that I saw, uh, Pastor Scott, from Val Watkins. Uh, it's, how can you okay. correct bad influence that you created before God changed your heart? So I guess I guess Val is referring to, you know, maybe bad influence that, that was part yeah. of your life before you came to God. How can you change that? What, I think exactly what God was telling me to do, I think that's the pattern is to confess it. I, I went back to all of the people that I had been acting a different way and I didn't just change and, and, and not tell them. I, can't, I, I was vulnerable. I humbled myself and I said, 
I have been a jerk. I have been wrong. I have done this wrong. And I told him, I said, I didn't realize it, but God showed me. And now that he showed me, I'm telling you, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And then with the condition comes repentance. Repentance means to change the way I'm thinking, which now will not just be the way I'm acting. You know, sometimes we can fake it till we make it. That means I'm changing my actions without changing how I really think. No, repentance starts with changing the way you think. And then that changes the way you live. And so you confess and then you, you, you ask them to forgive you. And then you begin to change and do it in a different way. And then you use it as part of your story. The story I'm telling right now, I've told that a hundred something times. I say it all the time. And every time I'm doubling down on the fact people matter to God, they better yes. matter to me. And that people are more important than programs. That mm. being the vision is building people, not building my church. <laughs> I love it. Let me show some love to Facebook. Thank you, Craig and Victor. We see you. Uh, thank you for typing off the hook. Thank you for everybody who typed off the hook, even if that's like 10 years ago. Off the hook. This is off the hook. We have questions coming in, Pastor Scott. So we got to get some of these questions. Anonymous attendee wrote, how do you continue to make an impact when as a leader, you've been hurt over and over again after pouring out your all, investing, loving for almost 20 years, that is most of one's early years, is what this person says. Mm. Wow. First Sounds of all, like I just want to validate. Coming from some pain there a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm pausing for a second because I want to give uh, validation to, first of all, thank you for even asking that question and being so honest. Thank you for being so vulnerable. And um, I can feel the pain even in the question. Yeah. And I just want you to know. First of all, thank you for serving and thank you for loving people and thank you for caring for people like Jesus did, even when they didn't reciprocate and even when they misunderstood you, even when they worked against you, uh, you certainly are living a life very much like Jesus because he had somebody who betrayed him. He had somebody who denied him. He had the rest of his crew abandon him. And then he had a whole crowd that said, Hosanna, Hosanna, a week later saying crucify him. And he was on the cross and he said, Father, forgive him. And that's the example that we have. It is very, very difficult. To, when, the, when the scripture tells us, love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us, I don't think that's just um, nice verbiage. I think it's actually instructions. It, it's telling us, I'll tell you this. There was a guy who hurt my family really bad. You know, it's one thing, Virgil, when somebody hurts me. It's another thing when somebody hurts my family. You get what mm. I'm saying? Yeah. And, and there was something they did that was hurtful to the church, hurtful to our family. And I had to pass by that person's business every single day on the way to church. And every single day on, on the way home, their business just happened to be on that highway. And God told me every day that he wanted me to forgive them and not just forgive them, but to bless them. Forgiveness causes you to be released. It, it, it doesn't release them, it releases you. Forgiving them releases me, okay? But the healing, have you ever forgiven somebody and you still feel bad in your heart and you still having to forgive, I forgive, I forgive. Forgiveness releases you, but blessing them heals you. 
So every day when I would pass by that business, I would stick my hand out like this. I still, when I go by it, I still do it. My hand just kind of goes like that. Even to this day for three years, I said, God, I pray you give that man all the blessing. It was another church. God, I pray you bless that church. Give them everything that I'm wanting. Bless them financially. Bless them with souls. Bless them with wisdom. Bless them with grace. I pray you pour your spirit out upon them. Cause them to increase in every way. Bless them. Then on the way home, God bless them. Give them everything I desire. And God just told me, you've got to pray for them. And you say, well, how could you do that if they did something wrong? Well, because I'm praying for them that they would hear what they need to do from God, that they wouldn't keep walking in the way. But instead of saying, God, help them to turn or that you'd bring judgment. No, God said, bless them. Give, pray that they would get, pray everything you're praying for yourself for them. And you know what? I think God has been able to bring multiplied blessing on my life because I not only forgave, I blessed him. Brother, sister, whoever you are, anonymous, Mm-hmm. whatever's going on there, God sees it. He knows the love you've given. He knows the service you've given. He knows the work you've done. And you have done that. Listen, your labor, the scripture says, is not in vain. What you have done for him is not in vain. Therefore, be steadfast, immovable, always working and faithful to what God's called you to do. It is not in vain. He sees it and he loves you. And I just pray right now for for this person. Wrap your arms around them, God, right now. And let them know, let them feel your validation that you love them and you're for them. And I pray, Lord, that they would see the difference that they've made even when they don't see it, that you see it. And bring healing to their heart in Jesus' name. Wow, that was a big one. Yeah, that's good. I want to just say to Anonymous, you really want to make sure you get this book, Impact, Releasing the Power of Influence. I also want to do a little side note, because this is a veil. Do it. Um, My main man, Dr. Sam Chan, wrote a book called Leadership Pain, which would probably be a good read as well. Uh, Check out this comment, Pastor Scott. Beautified Saints Church. I started reading the book two days ago, and boy, it is so hard to drop it. I already started building on the exercises in there. Uh, People are already being blessed by it. By the way, in a few moments, we're going to tell you how you can get this book, possibly for free, and also some other things that Pastor Scott's going to share with you. We're going to share that in a few moments. Pastor Scott, there's a couple of questions that have kind of been on the same vein. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me me kind of aim at at these questions. They're kind kind of on the same... There's a few people. Um, cool. um, Lorna, how, how do you help your leaders see that it's about the people and not the programs? And I, and I saw somebody else who, who um, asked the question, you know, what do you do when the people above you aren't leading with respect and relationship? Yeah. So let's start with how do you get people that are serving with you? How do you do that? Well, I think everything starts with modeling. People do what you do more than just what you say. So they, you can teach what you know, but you'll reproduce who you are. And so it's like a puzzle box to a puzzle. You look at the picture. How do you put the pieces together? I'm the puzzle box. I am the embodiment of the vision. I ask myself this all the time. If people pray like I pray, what kind of prayer life do they have? If people uh, share Christ like I do, what kind of witnessing is going on? You know, if they're loving people and caring for people and serving people like I am, what? It, so they, it tends to be that my modeling is probably the most influential thing. You know, and so if I'm talking about Uh, loving people, it should be that I do that to them so much that all they do is go, man, I really should be doing that with other people. Okay. So I look at that. Number two is I realize that a lot of times, instead of expecting people to just know how to love and how to serve, that I need to teach them. So every time I get frustrated now, you know what I do, Virgil? Every time I'm frustrated with people on my team, 
I, I stop. And instead of getting frustrated first, I ask myself, have I taught them? <laughs> Like, man, they just don't give. Have I taught them how to give? Man, that was one of the questions. Pastor Scott, that was one of the questions. How do you reverse negative culture and stuff? Keep going, keep going. Yeah, it's not just, man, I'm so frustrated that there's a way. Am I living it? And am I teaching it? Because so many times I think it could be that even your dad may have taught you a good way to do it or your mama taught you, but their dad and mom did. They didn't even have a dad or they didn't even have the teaching. They don't know. Why do you think in this book I've put five ways to earn trust and build respect and five ways to build relationship because they're practical ways I built in my life to help serve my heart that I didn't know how to do. <laughs> and so that's what I started doing. Man, I'm going to teach people how to, let me show you. That one of the things that I find is that sometimes I go, why do people just go, okay, I'm going to go Sunday to Sunday and just be nice to people on Sundays. But all during the week is like uh, not thinking about it. <laughs> so you know what I did is I thought, who are the top 50 people or so, 30 people, whatever number you want, that are the top influencers I want to grow in relationship with and I want to grow in respect with. You know what I started doing? I started putting every single day one of their names in my calendar, add value at the top. And the first thing that comes up on my calendar every morning is a person's name. I'm going to pray for that morning and text my Love prayer it. to them. Hey, praying for you this morning, Virgil. This one of you know, as I was praying, I felt like God just wanted me to tell you, you, you're a man of God. He loves you. And I appreciate you. And I'm just texting a prayer to them. I cannot tell you how many times people will go, my gosh, how did you know? I didn't know what, what, okay. Now you say, well, what does that mean? I'm giving a practical way for people to actually show value to people and love people uh, in a way that they could just do, you know, and maybe they never had a system to help them to do it. That's so am I modeling it and am I teaching it? So good. Hey, let me just say thank you, Brian, for your question. Thank you, Lorna, for your question. Anonymous wrote back, thank you. I am encouraged and will definitely get the book. I received the prayer in Jesus' name. Great things are happening on this call. Pastor, Fantastic. We, we weren't even, I wasn't even prepared for all this, Pastor Scott. Okay, I want to ask you about something. And after this question, Pastor Scott, I want to hear a little bit about how people can access this book. Absolutely. For free Let's do it. And, all, and all the other stuff. So real quick, you, you did, there's, a, there's a, a topic you touch on in one of the chapters Chapter 11, 10X moments. Can you elaborate yeah, on 10X moments? What's 10X moments. Okay, so just think about we're having a moment. We have moments. Every moment is a moment. Just think of that as X. But there are some moments that aren't just an X, they're 10X. They're yeah. 10 times big. A, a wedding's a 10X moment, a funeral is a 10X moment. A graduation's a 10X moment. Somebody in the hospital is a 10X moment. You, they're, they're moments. That you, everyone will remember who was there. When my dad passed away a year and a half ago, I can tell you the five people who were there when he died. I'm not, I was in Florida. Two of my friends were at the conference and they were a mile away in the rain. I, they found out about it and they ran. I remember walking down the street back to my hotel in mm. the rain with two of my friends uh, and these two pastor friends that are my uh, dear friends running in the rain to me and then just hugging me in the street and the four of those guys hugging me and saying, we love your dad and we love you. I'll never forget it. Yeah. That was a 10X moment, okay? And so here's the point of 10X moments. If you want to increase influence and make an impact in people's lives, be there in the normal everyday moments. But yeah. man, when there's a 10X moment, don't miss it. So if you can be there, you got to be there. And if you can't be there, you got to be there. Okay, so how does that work? <laughs> well, my friend, uh, Sean Thomas, 
is a friend of mine here in Dallas. His son, Jared, is a sophomore in high school. He's a left-handed pitcher. He just got signed a scholarship with the University of Texas, which is big baseball as a sophomore. This is huge, right? Wow. Well, my son played college ball at Kansas State football. And so I know what it's like to have a signing day. I know what it's like, how big this is. I couldn't be there for the signing day. But when I found out it was his signing day and all that, I FaceTimed Sean and I started singing, the eyes of Texas are upon you. Ba -ba 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 -ba. <laughs> I mean, I was pumped. And he was going, dude, it's so loud. I don't care. Jared's going to Texas. We're going to a game, man. We're going to a game. You know what? I heard... From people all over, he called and said, guess what? Pastor Scott just FaceTimed me and just embarrassed. It was crazy. He was going nuts. He, it was like it was his own kid. See, I wasn't able to be there, but I was there. Yeah. Today, one of my friends just uh, stepped down after 27 years of being a district superintendent. And another friend of mine took his place as the young uh, successor. And I sent both of them texts this morning and both of them flowers to their room that they're getting, they got today to say, congratulations. I love you. Bless you. That's being there when you can't be there. Now, here's the big thing. You say, well, man, I don't want to have to, I don't know. There ain't any 10 next moments. I'm looking for them. Create them. Come on. Don't just wait for them. Make them. So when we have board members come on and staff members come on, you know what we do? We have a ceremony for each one of them that they don't know is going to happen with everybody else coming around. And then we have a moment where they come with their spouse and I tell them this vision picture. King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table came with a sword to the room. Every time they met together, they put the sword on the table and said, for the good of Camelot, which means everything I have, all the influence I have for the good of this kingdom. I want you to know. You're coming on a team and we don't have a round table. We have a rectangular table and Jesus Christ is our king and he sits at the head. Mm. This is not a round table where we come with our opinions. This is not a round table where we come with our thoughts. It's his church and we are his servants and we come with a submitted sword that said for the good of this kingdom and our king. And we come to this table not to vote, but to listen to what God is saying. And we come in and say, whatever God says, we're going to do it. And I give you this sword and I'll give them a sword with their name engraved on it. It's beautiful. And I said, will you receive this sword to serve as a submitted servant in this kingdom and a leader? And, and it's a moment. There has never been a time they're not crying. And then everybody else pulls out their swords and it's like, dude, don't mess with us in our church. You know, <laughs> we'll sword you, you know, not really just kidding. But do you see how that's a cool 10X moment? It's in their yeah. home and all this. I got to tell you one more, Virgil, my son, my youngest son, Dakota, 23 years old, has been away from the Lord for six years. For six years, he's been away. Two years ago, God put in my heart to make a 10X moment for my son. Here's what God put in my heart. He said, your son's coming home. You don't know when, but how do you want to greet him when he comes? And God put in my heart to sit down and write a letter to him today. You came home. Today, you gave your life to Jesus. Today, you came back. I want you to know I prayed every day that you were gone. I want you to know I have a vision in my heart. God showed me about what, how he's going to use all that. I want you to know I love you. I believe you. I wrote out everything I wanted to say to him on that day. And I wrote it and I had it in an envelope on my desk, right above my desk, that every day I could see it as I prayed for him. Six years, two years ago, wrote it. Guess what? Three weeks ago on Easter weekend at another church, in another town, 
My son walked into that church and that pastor loved on my son and ministered to him and he gave his life back oh. to Jesus. He's come back home and for three weeks, we've been reading the Bible every day. Guess what happened when he came home? As he cried for four hours on the back porch and we prayed together, I said, I got something for you. And I went upstairs and I grabbed that letter and I gave it to him. And I said, for two years, this is sat on my desk waiting for this day. Now that's a 10X moment. Love that. Love that. SFC Hernandez Velasquez puts hashtag create your 10X moments. I love this. Come on. Come on. If you're in the chat and you're getting something, saying I'm getting something, put, put it, type it in. I'm getting something. We're talking about impact. Pastor Scott's new book, Impact, releasing the power of influence. This is an amazing book. Pastor Scott, how can people get in on this deal? How can they get this book? And what are the other things connected to this offer? Yeah, here's what I'm so excited about this is I want to give it to everybody free. They can get it right now by going to Scott. Wilson Leaders, that's with an S, scottwilsonleaders.com. And when you go there, all you got to do is put the address in because we're going to mail it to you. It just came out this week, just this week. So if you put your address in there, now there's a $6.99 shipping. If you'll just cover the shipping, we'll get it to you this next week. We'll send it out to you. And here's mm -hmm. what's cool. You're, you're going to get the book, but here's part of the reason why I'm saying I want to give you the book. It's a $20 book value. I'm giving it to you is because I'm praying and hoping that you want to take your learning to another level, wow. that you're not just going to read the book. But you know what I love, Virgil? There's times that I've read a book and I said, if I could just meet this guy, I would want to sit down and talk to him about how to apply this and how to do it. And so you know what I did? I put together a masterclass. No, it's not going back to school. It's sitting down at a table where we strategize how to put every chapter into action for yeah. pastors with their boards, pastors with their staff, pastors with their key donors and key leaders. Okay. And with people who are not pastors, uh, on how to do it with uh, your neighbors, how to do yeah. this and influence people you want to see come to Christ with your own kids and in your family. And so you can get that masterclass there. Uh, there's an investment there for it. You can get that masterclass. But here's, it gets even better. If you fill out the, for to get the book, okay, then guess what, then what we're going to do is we're going to give you Ready, Set, Grow University. Come on, this is where it gets really What's good. That? Come on, everybody's going to get, tell me what that's everybody's going to get 30 30 days free on Ready Set, Grow, uh, Ready, Set, Grow University, which right now has 26 different masterclass courses on there. About uh, one of them that's one of my favorites the, is on there. It's about how to, to uh, create a vision for yourself. It's how to get a growth plan for your left, yourself and how to get a growth team. That's just worth it right there. If you just did those and use those templates to get a growth plan for your life and a growth team. I ask people all the time, hey, do you have a growth plan? Well, yeah, just get up and just keep trying to learn. You don't, you don't just grow every day. That takes intention. Now, you get older every day, but you don't grow unless you're intentional. So you got to have a plan. So I help you get your plan and get your team. There's on there how to help your family, how to be a dad and be a mom and be a parent with purpose, the book and, and masterclass. And it has all kinds of, and we got guests on there like Dr. Channer is on there right now wow. on innovation. And there's classes in there that are amazing. And we're going to give it to you free for 30 days to check out. And uh, I, I'm very excited about that because every single month, New courses are coming down uh, for you to be able to have and uh, to be enjoyed. It basically, I'm saying get a plan and get a team, but I want to be a part of it. I'd like to be on your team, and I'd like to help you with your plan to give you great stuff. There's two classes on the right on how to lead change in your organization and your church, how to steer through chaos and live to tell about it. And so that's what I want. I want to help you on all this that we can walk together. And so get the book. 
We'll send it to you. You get the 30 days free. And if you get the masterclass, then we can really break that thing down. You'll get the study guide with it, the book, and all that. Love it. By the way, everybody, if you haven't oh, noticed, in the chat is the link, scottwilsonleaders.com, both in our Zoom chat, also in the Facebook chat. Make sure you click on that link. Man, this book is awesome. Let me just read a few of these chapters, okay? Under the section, Five Ways to Earn Respect. I love this. Meet and exceed expectations. Hey, that's a good way to start building your influence, right? Keep them in the know. Create a robust process for decision-making. Never stop growing. Fix your problem. Hey, I think... I think this book is an, an amazing uh, addition to your growth library. Not only can you get the book, you can actually upgrade it to on scottwilsonleaders.com. You can upgrade it to, to the masterclass bundle where you're going to get this. You're going to get the, the uh, companion study guide. By the way, those 12 masterclass videos are awesome, Pastor Scott. They're quality videos and they're just extra, like extra kind of cherry on top of the book. You're getting to hear from the author. You're getting to hear from Pastor Scott, just like we're doing right now. Um, I want to mention uh, Jim Ferris wrote here in the chat, I'm bivocational and about to take on new responsibility over our transportation at our school. And this book will impact our church and our bus drivers. Mm. I love it. People yes, are already making absolutely. the connection. People are making the connection here, Pastor exactly. Scott. I love it. Pastor Scott, I know there's a few initiatives connected to everything. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about Father Initiative? Um, and, and of course, we, we already mentioned a little bit about Ready, Set, Grow. Talk to us a little bit about Father Initiative. Absolutely. You know, part of what God's put in our heart is to raise up spiritual fathers and mothers that are going to have a heart for other uh, men and women of God. And, and specifically what we're working in Father Initiative is with large church pastors who have a heart to become a covering for church planters. So there may be some church planters who are watching on here. If you go to fatherinitiative.com and you're a church planter and you say, man, you, you mean I could have a dad? I could have a spiritual father? I could hook up, you know, I could connect with somebody? Well, it doesn't just like we match you. It's that, hey, tell us who you are, tell you what's going on. And we have 24 fathers right now who are praying that God connects them either with the people in their church they're gonna send out or those who are planting. Right now, half of all the churches in, in, in the church planting movements across America, half of them are planting on their own and they don't have a spiritual covering. We're wanting to raise up fathers and mothers who are gonna be with them for life. So if you're a church planter, do that. If you have a large church and you have a heart and said, hey, we have capacity to take on and to, to be a part of four church plants and we want to become a father. We want to become a mothering church. Go to fatherinitiative.com and it has on there, I'm a church planner or I want to be a father and let us know and you can apply with us because we're taking on 12 a year and we also have franchises. Many guys are coming in and they're starting their own father initiative franchise as well because we just want to see it as a movement. Ready, Set, Grow is, is kind of the same deal on our inner circle. Inner circle is that same concept, but some churches are running 400, 500, you know, 800. But, and, and, and if they tried to start for other churches, they'd go, man, I, I just don't think we have the infrastructure. So what we do is go in and help you with all of our team for three years. For three years, we help you build your structures, your systems, your staffing, your governance, your mm. finances, everything, and the pastor to become that father and mother, but also to have the church to become a multiplying church. So if you want to get into that, you can check it out at readysetgrowchurch.com. Readysetgrowchurch.com. One last thing, check this out, Virgil, this is new. We've had business leaders all over as I've been talking about this saying, well, where do we fit in? Aren't we important? You always talk about the priesthood of believers. It's not just pastors, what about us? I said, you're right. So we're starting a new deal called Suit and Shepherd. 
<laughs> suit and shepherd. <laughs> and that's for businessmen and businesswomen connected to pastors and working together for the kingdom. And we have our first event coming up in November 9th, 10th, and 11th in St. Regis Resort in Puerto Rico. It's, gonna, it's beautiful. It's awesome. We only have 24 spots. And so if anybody knows, if you're a pastor and you have a business person that's a top level businessman, you can come with a guy who I worked with for the last 25 years, the top giver, the top leader. He, he, he's a builder uh, that has built seven companies and is reaching people for Christ. He's baptizing people in his company this week at Sunday. It's crazy. This guy's nuts reaching people for Jesus and giving millions to the kingdom. And he wants to teach business people how to do that with a pastor. You can go to suit and shepherd like, Business suit, suit and shepherd, VIP.com. We only have 24 spots there, but I'm telling you, pastors, if you come with a business, and if you're a business leader, you say, I want to go to that, and I'd love for my pastor. Go tell your pastor you're going to pay his way. He and his, his wife, and y'all come, and we're going to have a great time. So those are some great ways to get involved. This book, the Ready, Set, Grow University, that's everybody getting in. But some people like going, man, I want to go deeper on this. I want to make, I want to really get in. That's how we can help you on that. I love it. I love it. Hey, there's some great quality stuff. I want to just mention here, uh, I see Vic mentioned, how can I order multiple copies to give to other leaders in my church? Uh, if you want more information, you can always email support at scottwilsonleaders.com uh, for any questions that are kind of out of the ordinary or, you know, bulk orders, support at scottwilsonleaders.com. That's a great initiative. Also want to acknowledge Gustavo Garcia from Colombia. Hey, I'm from Colombia too. Um, Dios te bendiga, amigo. Uh, asking some questions. We might have to get this book in Spanish, Pastor Scott. I don't know. I don't know. We got to figure this out. We got to, man. I, I'm already <laughs> feeling it. Um, this is exciting, everybody. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. I want to mention one other thing, uh, Pastor Scott, that I know is close to your heart too, and it's the Avail Journal. Uh, again, here at Avail, yeah. we, want to we want to produce relevant, practical leadership resources. Look who's on that cover, Pastor Scott. Look at that. Look what do you think about the Avail that. Journal? My word, this thing is the best journal, best magazine that I have ever received. I, I can't, I, I keep them and have them all over my office because yeah. they're so incredible, but the content's amazing. I love it. Um, and man, I just feel honored that, you know, you guys put me on the cover this time. <laughs> uh, I just, I feel so honest. It's cool. Awesome. 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 Um, if you have not yet subscribed to the Avail Journal, you can get a free annual subscription to the Avail Journal by going to availjournal.com, availjournal.com. You can get a free annual subscription. It's going to be well worth it. You're going to want to get them for your other leaders and your staff. If you're an influencer, yes. you're going to want to get them for more people. Um, okay, everybody. So tonight's live call, we're coming to an end here. We're coming to a wrap. It's all been about Pastor Scott's new book, Impact, Releasing the Power of Influence. Powerful message powerful with a lot of experience. Pastor Scott is coming from a lot of experience from being from being a youth pastor back in the day when he first got started in ministry. Uh, as a pastor's kid, I'm a pastor's kid. I know I know what this is, Pastor Scott, to being a senior pastor of your church, now being a global pastor, which means you're overseeing, you know, the, the, the ministry and the churches, you know, on a mm -hmm. local level, on a national level, and, and even abroad. Um, what an awesome opportunity, uh, Pastor Scott, to just share that influence and that impact that you've been able to experience with so many of us. Everybody in the chat's sending a lot of love here on Zoom and on Facebook. Let, let, why don't we close off, Pastor Scott, with, with I guess, with, with what are some final thoughts to, that you want to leave on everybody's hearts as we wrap, wrap things up? I know what it feels like to want to really do great things for God. And in doing that, thinking that I got to make it happen. Mm 
and thinking that it's about me proving something when a lot of times it's really just God saying, I just want you to do the most important thing. And what's the greatest command? Love people. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love people as yourself. And I just want to encourage you right now. There's two kinds of people in the world, I think. There's those who walk in a room and go, here I am. And there's those who walk in and say, oh, there you are. (laughs) There you are. And when you're the type of person who walks in and just says, man, because see, Virgil, I feel that about you. I mean, just getting to know you are a man of God. I appreciate your heart. Every time I'm on here uh, watching this, doing this, I sense your heart that this is genuine. It's massive. It's awesome. And I just hope everybody on here says, you know what? The biggest thing I want in my life is to love people, add value to people, and help them grow and develop and fulfill the calling of God on their life. And you know, Zig Ziglar says this. It's probably his most favorite, uh, famous quote. You can have everything you want in life if you just help others get what they want. So I true. think that's Jesus. I think that's Jesus. And I think that's what it means to have great impact and to be a person of massive influence. I love it. Man, what an awesome live call we have had, everybody. Hey, as we're closing things off, if you've had a good time, I want you to put your favorite emoji in the chat or just put, I've had a good time. Thank Pastor Scott. Pastor Scott, thank you so much on behalf of the thank Avail you, leadership man. team, myself, uh, everybody behind the scenes from Avail. We, we honor you and we bless you. Uh, Pastor Scott, you are such a blessing to, to everybody who knows you. I, I see all the love in the chat rooms here for you, but but I'm, I'm just so encouraged by what God's doing in your life. This book, Impact, declaring by faith that this is going to impact so many people's lives and it's going to release the power of influence in a lot of people's lives for good, for God's kingdom. And we're so proud of you. We can't wait to see what God's going to do, Pastor Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody, for connecting with us on another Avail Leadership live call. As always, bringing some quality, relevant, practical leadership resources. The book is Impact the, the, the... Link is in the chat. If you haven't yet clicked on it, make sure you click on it. ScottWilsonLeaders.com. You got to get this book upgrade. Get the masterclass bundle. You're going to love it. And check out the free 30 days of Ready, Set, Grow. More opportunities for you to grow. On behalf of the Avail Leadership Team, my name is Virgil Sierra, your Avail Media host. I love doing this. I love helping you grow and expand and impact and influence. Thanks for connecting with us. We hope to see you next time on the Avail Leadership Live Call. Every month we have one of these. And Pastor Scott, it's been an awesome time. Thank you so much for being with us. We're confident you've been encouraged by this conversation with Pastor Scott Wilson. Remember to jot down some of those websites. Fatherinitiative.com ReadySetGrowChurch.com And for the free book, go to FreeGameChangerBook.com For more resources from us at Avail, go to TheArtOfLeadership.com And if you haven't done so yet, make sure to go and claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal by going to AvailJournal.com As always, thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Leadership Podcast. Thank you.